Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I am joined by Kevin McCluskey dialing in from Budapest to discuss Celtic 1, Ross County 0. At the top of the uh, initial show this afternoon, Kevin, we spoke about the importance of getting results. But I think when you watch that performance, you watch the reaction, uh, Kevin will come back, I'm sure. Uh, you watch the reaction of the fans in the stadium. Um, it doesn't really fill you with any kind of belief in the form that we're shown at the moment. Topsy-turvy season uh, for most of the campaign, and that there was not a good performance. And I think that when we're talking about getting the results, yeah, absolutely great, Kev, but it shows you the reaction at the game. The end of the game there shows you that we do want a performance, and that was a really poor performance this afternoon. Really poor indeed. It was... Uh, I'm laughing here because just as we're about to go live, my stream cut out. And you're getting cut out as well. Looks like it's your Wi-Fi, mate. Um, this always right. seems to happen when like we're it. about to we're about to get stuck in about a bad performance at Celtic. Are you back? I hope so. I hope yeah. so. But yeah, my Wi-Fi has been as reliable and as effective as that Celtic performance today. That was. That was, I don't know. <laughs> you said before we came on earlier, you know, we're going to talk about this game for the next half an hour. Yeah. What can we say about that other than it was utterly, utterly dreadful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we found a cure for insomnia. So if anyone's having trouble sleeping tonight, go and stick a, a VCR of that game on and you'll be asleep within five minutes. It was a really, really tough watch. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. It was just. Yeah, so, so poor. And after some of the performances that we put in recently where you're starting to think that we're finding a rhythm again and we're, we're hitting a bit of form, 
this has taken us back about a couple of months to when we were going through that really sticky patch. And we could so very easily have come away from this game with just the one point if it wasn't for Joe Hart making that massive save at the end. Uh, a guy that comes in for a bit of criticism every now and again, and he did. He should have, for me, at half time when he flapped at that cross in the first half. But then he made up for it massively right at the end, another really big save. And if it wasn't for that, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't even have tried logging back in after my Wi-Fi cut out there. <laughs> you know, it was uh, That's how bad that would have been. The thing is, Kev, Celtic fans from all over the globe are tuning in. Uh, they're going to supporters clubs in New York. They're finding a way to listen to or watch the game. And when people go on about the three points being the most important, absolutely, of course they are. You, you know, if you win the league, you don't think about that bad performance back in January and all that because it's done and you've won the you've won the trophy. But it doesn't fill you with the belief that you've got a good enough side at this stage of the game. Uh, we know where we are in terms of the transfer window. We know what the gaffer wants because he's spoken about it long enough, as have we. The Kurgan comes in, tongue-in-cheek, it's OK, we've got the January transfer window to bring in much-needed reinforcements. Oh, mm. wait, it's almost done. And watching the first half, really uninspiring first half, you know, scrappy goal to score the, the opening goal, you're thinking to yourself, all oh, right, OK, floodgates, you then get the penalty you know, pretty early on in the in the first half. And, you know, going two goals up there. At the beginning of the game, I'm saying, I, mean, we, I want a four or a five nothing win here. You go two nothing up, and then it's probably a cakewalk. But the problem we seem to have is if you don't do that early in the game, then we are liable to, to concede. And, you know, I'm watching a game there, a Ross County side that Conor Rowan quite rightly says were, were more or less hammered by Patrick Thistle um, just last week. They finished the stronger side, Kev. You know they were the they were the team that were that were showing the creativity and were creating chances, and we were on the back foot. I mean, we've got an injury to Greg Taylor. We're bringing uh, Bernabe. The Bernabe things no worked. We brought him over from Argentina. We know this the backstory and all the rest of it. The guy, okay, you know he was trying to create, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but. I just don't see the balance there. I, I didn't think um, any of our two fullbacks had particularly good games today. Um, and and what I want to talk about is what is it that, that's happened to this team? I mean, Kyogo again ineffective. Why? Why is he ineffective? The wingers are not as uh, fruitful as they, they had been last season. Uh, we're using fullbacks differently. They're no longer playing the the out and out inverted fullback. Um, you know, we're, we've been singing the praises of Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Paolo Bernardo. You can see that McGregor cuts a frustrated figure, uh, you know, on days like today. Uh, remember against Hearts, it was the same. And I know we've won the game, but it's a performance that we're disappointed in. There was a moment when McGregor gets the ball in the second half and his body shape, he's, he's looking up the left wing. He's looking for an out ball, Kev. And he needs to turn back and he releases the ball and he turns round and lets them know that he's unhappy with the fact that he's not been given the outball on the left-hand side. It's, it's, it, for me, it's very fractured, the performance. That There's no flow to it, as well as the lack of energy, the lack of tempo. There doesn't seem to be a good flow to uh, our performances at the moment. No, there doesn't. Uh, the moment that you're on about with Callum McGregor, it happened, I think it happened a couple of times in the game, and it's happened more times than you can care to remember throughout the course of the season. 
people talk about Callum needing to step up at times in games and grab them by the scruff of the neck and do all that. I think he does, and I think he did it as best as he could today. But it's moments like that when he's got the ball and he's looking for movement ahead of him and it's not coming. Like McGregor can't do it all by himself. There's another 10 players out there, another nine outfield players out there that need to be stepping up and giving him the support that he needs in order to do that. So he's got every right to have, uh, to be having a go at his teammates for that. Um, and the things that we're not doing are the, kind of the basics. No, I don't know at the moment what what we're trying to do. You know, I tried to make as many notes as I could through, the, through that second half just to try and stay awake because it was pretty poor. But I'm questioning, like, what is our style at the moment? Where's the pace? Where's the urgency? Where's the creativity? I know we shouldn't always look back, but if you look to Angie's team from last season, the last couple of years, there was always something happening. There was... Um, it looked a bit chaotic at times, but it was kind of controlled. Chaos, we knew what we were doing. Players were making moves to create space. Now it doesn't happen. It seems to be guys are running in straight lines up and down the park. We're looking for the same pass every time, and it becomes a little bit too obvious what we want to do. And no one in that team at the moment really has the that ability to do the... The unusual, you know, the Maravchik type thing. If you go back to your conversations with Martin O'Neill the other night, he had a player like Lubo Maravchik who could just do the spectacular when we needed him. He could play that through pass, he could unlock a defence. And we're struggling to find that just now. We seem to be very stifled again in our performance today. Yeah. Which is the frustrating thing because we've spoken about the shackles coming off over the last few games and freedom creeping into our performances. And when that's happened, we've won the games and they like, won them comfortably. And today we've really struggled. And yeah, I find that there's players that are just not being able to do the basics. Our wingers haven't been able to take a man on and beat them and put them across. Uh, we're playing guys, so, so Coons come on and he seems to me to be very right-footed, but we play him on the left. Mm. First things he's, he's, and he's clearly been told to hit the byline. But he's doing it on his right foot. So when he hits the byline, his natural instinct should be to cross it in with the left. But he's having to bring it back in the right or play it with the outside of the boot. And there's just so many basic things which is not getting right. Um, and we're getting through games by virtue of just having better players. We're not, we're not because we're actually really winning the games. Uh, or certainly games like today. So it's uh, it's really frustrating. Um, it's easy to highlight the, the negativity. So I'll try and find some positives at some point as we go through this. But it is difficult after watching a performance like that. The positive is we won. That's the positive, right? I mean, the only positive that we can get yeah, draw from. I know. It, I know. I'm looking at it though, Kev, I, and, and I'm trying to rather than just list the things you're unhappy with. What I'm trying to do is say what are we doing differently from last season. Why is it not working now? We we won a treble last season, right? So you you apologise for bringing up hands. Well, you've got to because you've got to compare where we were this time last year to where we are now. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And Brennan Rogers have been speaking about quality, so I'm going to put it to you just now. We've been talking about a goalkeeper, a left back, a centre forward, right? You bring in three those three players right now. Does it change our style of play? Does it change our tempo of play? Does it change days like today? Because I'm now getting to the point where. We're hiding behind this quality thing, this screen, right? We need quality, right? You bring in a centre forward. What's he feeding off today? 
because Kyogo never got a sniff. You bring in a left back, right? So he might start off as a backup to Greg Taylor, you know, a challenger to Greg Taylor. What's what's he going to be doing on the left hand side with Louis Palmer that's going to change today the, the dynamic of today's performance? You bring in a goalie, right? Well, we, could, we never conceded any goals, but what's he going to do differently? What's he going to do better? And that starts to, by the way, I still want to bring in players before the end of the, the window. Maybe I'm the eternal optimist. <laughs> I still hope to see that happen, Kev. But my concern will be we're bringing the three and we're sitting here in a month's time and we're still watching those laboured performances that are flat, lacking energy, lacking tempo. We're coming away from it. And how many times after a game are you going to hear the same kind of, no excuses, but reasoning by Brendan Rogers? And I just feel that We've, we've gone from a treble winning side and yes I know that we, we dropped a, a few players along the way and we lost a few players along the way but it's not just that it's not just that I've been a massive supporter of Brendan Rodgers since he came in but this is completely uninspiring at the moment and I don't want to really you know have a knee jerk reaction to it because we won the game and that, that's the important thing I remember beating our broth after a replay 1-0 you know you win the game you go on and and you forget about these things if you win in the, the cup, as I say, or the or the league. But at some point, you know, if, if Rogers gets what he wants, two or three players in this transfer window between now and the end of the January, and we're still sitting here in a month's time, then we've got some serious issues, don't we? We do. Uh, it's a it's a dangerous subject to start getting into because when you go when you go into it that way, you. Uh, no, we're sitting top of the league. We've got a, even if Rangers win the games in hand, we've still got a points advantage there. Um, we could end up with a double this season. And the, this is when the financial people that control the club, the businessmen that control the club will tell you you've had a good season. But we've watched too many games like this. this season. We've dropped too many points this season by us uh, not being ruthless and not being able to create and finish teams off by being stale, by playing this, as Kev Graham likes to call it, the, the bore ball. And it is. It's really dull. It's boring. Um, I'm all for having pragmatic football at times, but this is taking it too much to that extreme. And at some point, at some point, it must be it must become a question as to, um, you know, what is the issue? Is it the players? Or is it the style that the manager wants us to play? Because it's not um, it's not conducive to you know exciting attacking football. It doesn't win its games with great ease and with great comfort. And the players that we've got, we should be winning games a lot easier than we are at the moment. So, yeah, I wonder if Brendan, as a KPI, has been able to put out an entertaining side. Because if he if he does, he's failing on that one. Uh, and at some point, yeah. Being Celtic, you need to win in style, and we're not winning in style at the moment. And the fans, guys like us, we will be become increasingly frustrated having to watch performances like that one. And it almost doesn't matter if we win the game. We want to be entertained. We want to be able to enjoy and have pride in our team and the performance, and we don't at the moment. So yeah, it's something that might. Um, it might become a more serious topic, especially if we end up not winning the league. And we really should with the squad that we've got against the opposition that's in front of us. I think it is a topic. And it's a topic about uh, looking at all the different elements of the club 
to see why a performance like the today seems to keep happening. You know, we're no spoiled football fans here, Kev. I, I've I listed the, the honours that Celtic have had since Martin O'Neill left in 2005. It's fresh in the memory because we had an event last night with him. And the, the honour list is unbelievable. It's incredible. Most football fans worldwide would bite your hand off for it, right? So, you know, I'm going to put that out there first and foremost, Kev. But when you're watching this kind of languid performance time and time again, whereby... You know, you're a wee bit more decisiveness or a wee bit more quality in the Ross County side to to be talking about a draw here. You know, it's just margins like that. We could have been talking about a draw, right? We were not, for me, we were not strong enough throughout the entire game. We can't allow a penalty miss knock us off our stride. If we were sitting here and that was a controlled performance, Kev, where we've created loads of chances and we've only scored one of them, it's a different conversation. But that wasn't that type of performance. There wasn't a flow to it. There's the Kyogo question up top. What the hell has happened to our talismanic forward? And I'm sick here. And, oh, you know, he's only three goals below where he was last season. His performances have been nowhere near it. And I know that, right, you, you, you go up against Rangers and it's the big games, right? And I know that, you know, Brendan Rodgers has stepped up. Kyogo has stepped up. I totally get it. And he scored Champions League goals this season. But your bread and butter, you know, your, your big games against Rangers, by the way, will, will be blessed with him by the end of the season, by the looks of it. Because it's going to be make or break, you know. It's going to be two points in it, three points, whatever it might be, Kev. And currently, obviously, we've got we've got that wee, that whisker ahead of them, our main challengers. But we've got to resolve what the issue is. And I've, I've spoken about a club that's overcautious overcautious in that we almost live in fear eh, the fact that post Martin O'Neill we had to tighten our you know we had to tighten our belt on, on the financial side of things Kev because we had bought in big expensive players with no sell on value and massive massive wages just about everybody Martin brought in in that first couple of seasons came from the Premiership on massive wages you know and I know that Volharan and, and Balde they came in from, from different areas different markets but we were spending big big money and I just think that, you know, Peter Lowe came in with a job to do, and that job was to run us financially prudently, which he has done. But I also believe there's an overcautious nature to that. Uh, almost like, you know, watch what you're doing or the same thing will happen again, we'll put ourselves at risk. That's not going to happen. And what's happened now is we've been left in a situation where we've got Bernie be playing left back, Mikey Johnson comes on to change the game. You've got David Turnbull coming on who's completely ineffective, and I'm not even sure if he's checked out. Uh, there's areas of the park that need strengthened and have done for the last three or four windows and have not been sufficiently strengthened. So there's an overcautious nature by the club. There's players that are not stepping up. You've got Louis Palma, who one day, you know, he'll score a goal and he'll get you assist, and then another day he'll give you a performance like he did today. Really, really poor. And then you've got the manager. And I think that the way that it's kind of worked out here, Kev, we've probably not spoken about the gaffer as often as the other elements of where our problems lie. But it's going to get to that point where you're watching a, a team playing that don't really have any urgency or even any game plan. Uh, and dare I say, identity. Because it's all right watching entertain, entertaining football, right? But you've got to be able to put your finger on why are we entertaining, why are we able to cut through teams, why are we able to create so many chances? Um, you know, there was a time there where we were averaging 
I don't know, 18, 19, 20 corners a game. We struggle to even get corners today, Kev. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Three in the first half, four in the second, I think it was. So we have got to talk about the gaffer as well. We can't hide behind I asked for four quality players and I never got them. You've got more than enough in your squad to be putting in a better performance than we did today, Kev. And uh, I think that kind of performance has, has pushed us towards that that point where we are talking about the gaffer because let's just say Brennan Rogers doesn't have anyone else to, to work with after January. He's going to have to win the league with the, the group of players he's got. And we've seen today that sometimes they're unspectacular. Yeah. Um, the group of players that he's got should be good enough to win that league. Um, and especially with a guy like Brendan Rodgers in charge because obviously one of Brendan's big things that he likes to tell us is that he's more of a coach. And he will get the the best type of players, so it's it's perfectly set up for him. You know, he shouldn't mind if he doesn't get anyone else in in one respect, because he should um, have enough belief in his own abilities that he can he can coach these players into, into being better and more effective. But we haven't really seen the improvements from them, and that was one thing. Again, if we go back to Ange, that we did see there was constant improvement in the players. You take. Greg Taylor from being a very kind of average left back to being a very good inverted fullback, it made him an important part of the team. He he did it with other players. He took Kyoko, who obviously was a good player in any case, but he you can see the improvements in him almost week on week as well. Same with Matt O'Reilly, came up from being a was it a League One player in England to now being courted by. Atletico Madrid, one of the best teams in Spain. And this is this was the improvement that Ange was able to bring. Rodgers has got, got to be able to do the same. And at the moment, he hasn't. He's taken players backwards. And yeah, a lot of it is now. Uh, and it's it does feel like it can be a little bit knee-jerk because it comes after a performance like this. But we've seen this performance more than once this season. It's, it is the style. Rodgers' style doesn't suit the players by the look of it. Um, he is too defensive. He's, I don't know, he doesn't seem to have a modern way of playing the game. He's not allowing players to be, to have creative freedom to do things. And and that was a big thing under Ange. Was that, like I said before, it was that kind of organised chaos with Ange. Players were moving into spaces, um, working off the ball, yeah, you guys like Hatate fit more often than not as well, which would be a big help to this team. But right now, as I say, we seem to be guys who's running up and down in straight lines. We're trying the same pass, the same moves. If it's not working once, we get found out. 
So Rogers needs to work on a plan B. And it, it seemed as though he had been doing that in the games preceding this one when we picked up our form. But if it if it continues to go like this, where the performances are so stale, then it will, and he will, become more and more under the microscope. Um, especially if we drop points again and Rangers win, because we will be dragged. Well, we have we have been dragged into a title race that we shouldn't really be in, because we should be good enough to be clear of them uh, by this point. So, absolutely, Rogers needs to step up at this time. Yeah, he does. And it would be almost a, a point of contention for all the people in the comments who probably weren't keen on Brendan Rodgers coming back, knowing that I was. And, you know, I've said it so many times, Kev. I've always spoken about the fact that I wanted Brendan Rodgers back. If I can't see his feelings, then I'm not being balanced enough. You know, it's one of the views, uh, almost favouritism, where uh, you, you cannot... You criticise the gaffer because I wanted them back. Absolutely not. It comes to the point where you're saying, well, what did you do today to affect that game? You know, what have you done to actually improve the second half? The Turnbull substitution, can you talk me through that? And and why is a lot of these guys still at the club? I mean, we, we all know them. I've spoken for, for years now on a Celtic state of mind about some of them. Mikey Johnston, is that where we are? Where you're throw- I'm at the point where I think I would have preferred to see Mitchell Frame at left back and I think I would have preferred to see Rocco Vata coming on because at least you've got an unknown you know, quantity there. Um, however, I'm only saying that because the tried and tested, they're, they're playing and they're giving you what you know you're going to get, Kev, which is uninspiring at the moment, right? Uh, I'm going to bring in as many of these comments as possible, but it's not just about Kevin and I and how we're feeling about this. Caplo, Mark, good to see you again. Uh, comes a point, do we really see any improvement? Can't see it. Um, no, I can't see much improvement either. And we've got Franny Ferunicorda. You've changed your name, Franny. Uh, could only manage radio commentary today, and it sounded a hard work. Well, I says to Kev off, off screen that we could have probably watched it on CFAX. Uh, for the old school there, and it would have been just as uh, enjoyable. On days like this, the three points are the most important outcome. I know they absolutely are, right? And if we follow this up, bear in mind we do have tough away fixes. If we follow it up with a more convincing uh, performance next time round, then you think to yourself, well, have I overreacted? No, because it's not the first time we've been sitting here in this situation. Peter King, that was a hard watch. Need to get another striker and a fullback keeper gives me the bleep. Um, yeah, but as I was saying, Peter, have a think about this. I don't know who your preference would be for a striker. Everybody's going to have different opinions, right? And we've been uh, linked with a few uh, over the last few months. And, uh, you know, even in the summer, we were quite close to signing Kvitsgarden, but uh, Bromby wanted more money. What would they have done differently? Because I think the striker we've got at the moment is a phenomenal striker. Kyogo is a superb player. This season, we've been talking about him as the best since... Larson, and by the way, don't be con- don't get me confused that I'm comparing him with Larson. I'm not. I'm saying the best since Larson was playing, um, and he's up there with Dembele and, and Eduard and all these great strikers that have played for the club. So, are you going to bring in somebody better than Kyogo, Kev? Because at the moment, you, you take out Kyogo from that team and you put in any of the strikers that we've been linked with. Do we get a better performance? It's not just one player. It's the dynamic of the team at the moment. And that, that's the one thing that's concerning me a wee bit. Sidney Van Hooydonk, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll come. Uh, Matthias, Fitzgarden, um, 
Bujan Miofsky, you probably know more than about him than than most because obviously he played over there. Um, Shankland, all these guys have been linked to Celtic. Even London Dykes, by the way, has been linked. What difference would any of them make? Are they going to drop deep, grab the ball, make something happen? Because Kyogo is a phenomenal player, yet we still look very ordinary on days like today. Yeah. Uh, don't think any of those players that you've mentioned would make any great difference. Uh, because the point that you made before is the one that's, that's most pertinent about this one is uh, he's not getting the service. If Kyogo's getting the service, Kyogo will score goals. We know that. If Kyogo's getting service and he's not scoring goals, then you look at seriously replacing him. I do think we need another striker, but it's someone to challenge Kyogo. It's for when Kyogo's injured, it's when he's suspended, when he needs a rest. We don't really need to replace him. Because we know that we'll get goals out of Kyogo if he gets the service. But when he's not getting the service, you could have anyone up front. You know, to be flippant about it, you could have Erling Haaland up front. But if he doesn't get the service, he won't score you any goals. You're going to ask him to drop deep and try and link up the play. Well, that's fine. If you've got players that are making runs in behind or your wingers are cutting, coming inside to become second strikers. But we're not doing that at the moment. So there isn't a style of play that seems to work for a centre-forward at the moment. And that's that's the thing, then, if we're talking about style and and all that, and what's changed, is that Angie's team was was focused on scoring goals. It was, how do we get the ball into dangerous areas? How do we get it to the byline and cut it back to that near post where our strikers are going to be running in and we're going to have a chance to score? And who's going to be there sitting at the edge of the box when the ball breaks if it breaks? And now it's almost, um, what is our plan to score a goal? We're trying to get the ball down the line and cross it in. But Kyogo's not going to win very many balls in the air. He's not getting good service in the ground. When he drops deep, no one's coming in to fill his space. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. I would love to see us get another striker in, as I say, just for, kind of for the numbers and to, to increase the overall quality in that position. But it almost doesn't matter right now. If the players around them are not given the service, striker, a striker, whoever it is, will not score goals in that team. No, and Kev, before the game, uh, I didn't bring the comment up, but someone commented on days like today where you're playing a team who are sitting second bottom of the league. The only reason they're not bottom is because Livingston are dreadful. Um, and you're playing at home. Why not be a wee bit more adventurous? Uh, why not drop the caution that wee bit, Kev? And why not change things up a wee bit? You know, you've got an issue with your left back. All right, well, it gives you an option maybe to play 3-5-2 then. Play two up top, yeah. change it. We've got wingers who don't take on players, right? So these teams like Ross County are coming in today knowing that they're entering a situation where they could get torn to pieces. We have done it this season, right? To other teams better than, than Ross County. And... um they know their game plan is all about defence and sometimes that game plan can only get torn up if somebody does something a wee bit uh, um, sophisticated, like take on a player. When was the last time you seen the winger doing it? Because the minute you take on one or two players, Kev, as basic as it sounds, you know, the shape of the team defending changes, right? And we don't do things like that. And I see, you know, a cross going in, easily defended. I mean, I would never play a cross into... Kyogo uh, to win a 50-50 header because you look at Ross County, Livingston, Motherwell, all these teams are going to win that that challenge, that duel, that aerial duel. They're going to win it nine times out of ten. 
Uh, and I think that we we lack a wee bit of that uh, when it comes to the wingers. We obviously lost a lot of quality in Jota. Just about the whole season, we've had to manage without Abada. Louis Palma, inconsistent. Maeda, this season hasn't been his best and obviously he's not available at the moment. But we don't, we, we seem too overcautious. And I think I've spoken about the club being overcautious when it comes to the way we run the business side of it. I think sometimes now I'm looking at Brennan Rogers thinking, you're going to have to up your game or change your game up that wee bit. Someone's come in uh, to say, you know, the, the reference to Martin O'Neill, that was then, this is now. The reason I was talking about O'Neill um, was that uh, at the beginning in, in the pre-match, Kevin and I were talking about uh, the entitlement that, that we all, always get uh, called, you know, entitled fans, spoiled fans and all that. We understand that we've had incredible success since Martin O'Neill. And the reason we use it as an example was because the club might say, look, this is how we run. We have run our club since Martin O'Neill left. We've run a, a really, really tight ship and look at the success we've had. So the club would say we're doing it right. And me and Kevin were saying it's hard to argue when you look at the success. But obviously, you know, we're now on the 27th of January. We're watching a team who seem, I'm not going to say gutless, Kev. I just think that they're lacking a spark the dynamic is up and down. Devoid of ideas rather than being Devoid of ideas, aye, absolutely. Um, they don't have that second plan. They don't have a backup, the contingency. Um, and, you know, you're hoping to be able to re-inject a bit of that energy with new signings. And, you know, you, you, you could see the energy changing when Kuhn came on and made his debut, Kev. But if he's coming into a team that, that's lacking that energy within three or four, games, he becomes part of that because it will level down, you know, it levels down eventually. Um, so I think we need to uh, understand that we're playing the game differently, we're playing with our full-backs uh, completely differently to the treble winning side last season. Joe Hart's getting criticised in, in uh, the comment section again, but it doesn't look like we're going to bring in a goalie um, until the summer. We've still got three. What I would say to that is if Joe Hart gets injured, um, have we got a better backup? No because Scott Bain's playing. Um, we've seen that there is a drop-off. I don't think he had a particularly bad game at Burnaby today, but there is a drop-off because, you know, Taylor has over the, if you want to look over the last two and a half seasons, has been one of our most consistent players. Less so this season, but over the last two and a half, he has been. And in the last four or five games, he's kind of got back up to that that level. He's injured, you see the drop-off to Burnaby. If Kyogo gets injured, for all the, the flack and criticism, if he gets injured... Who's playing today, Kev? Never mind. Who's playing today? Because we don't have another out-and-out striker. You're going to ask a winger to play through the centre. So, a bit concerned at that. Uh, we've got a tough run of fixtures coming up. Obviously, uh, historically, Patoji and Easter Road can be tough grounds to go to. And I just think, I, I kind of heard all the talk about quality players and all this, Kev. If we don't bring any, any in, we're going to have more days like today. And that concerns me a bit. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I'd like to stop using that word quality because <laughs> there was one of those um, in the interview from Brendan during the week, it might just have been yesterday, and he used the word quality about six times in four sentences. Uh, so it's becoming one of those overused ones. But we do, we absolutely do. Like As we've said before, this isn't knee-jerk. It's not just about what's happened today. This performance we've seen at least four times already this season. And we've seen it probably more because we've seen it that we've had halves when we've played like this and then somehow managed to pick it up in the second half because we've done that Jekyll and Hyde thing. 
So it's a recurring problem. And the only way that we're going to solve it, or the quickest way to solve it, is by bringing in new players, fresh players, new ideas. Um, Kuhn did all right when he came on today. He looked quite direct. He did raise the place, the energy levels a little bit. But you see, you can't ask him to keep on doing that you know, week in, week out. He'll only be a new player, a new signing for the next couple of weeks. And then that kind of wears off. And the boost that he's given the fans will wear off because it will be replaced by a gloom that maybe we didn't bring anyone else in. So, yeah, to avoid that, we do. We need to be act a little bit more active in the transfer market. We need to bring in a couple of players and just add something that's missing. And I'm not going to use that keyword, but we need to add something that's, that's missing. And while we've, we've spoken about Kyogo and not needing to replace him or wondering what another striker would do in his absence, the point that you made there is that if Kyogo doesn't play today, who does? You're playing a batter up front. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing, maybe bringing Kuhn in a bit early to make his first start because he, he obviously wasn't ready to play from the start and that's why he didn't. So you're risking him that way as well. You're risking him having a bad debut, which you don't want him to have. Um, yeah, for a, for a club that has been run in an overcautious manner by the, the, the hierarchy, we've got so much risk running on this season right now. You know, the, the the squad management has left us in such a place where there's so much risk that if one player gets injured, you're sitting scratching your head at times going, like, who comes in and replaces him? What do we do? And uh, and that's baffling. Uh, we really shouldn't be in that position. And to, to finish off on that one, it all goes back to the point that you consistently made throughout this season. It was a recruitment in the summer and it was a recruitment last January and last summer. And that's what's let us down and led us to this position just now where we're having this conversation after a game against Ross County where we almost dropped two points and, and if it wasn't for a good save from Joe Hart at the end we would have and we're angry just now so how angry would we have been if Hart doesn't make that save? Oh, absolutely Kev but you're right it's not one transfer and I keep saying this and, and we're actually going to extend that unless we do some you know urgent business in the coming days and it's going to be four transfer windows. And unfortunately, what happens then is your your cycle is broken. And you almost need to go back to the cycle because we're getting to that point now where the guys that we signed two years ago in January have got big interest from big clubs. And the guys that we signed in the summer before that, your Kata Vickers, Abada, that type of player, and some of the other ones are already away. So the cycle has been broken and we need to try and get it right again. Uh, and the only way you can do that is if the guy... Uh, who's in charge of recruitment is doing the job well enough. And I don't know if anybody in the comments would disagree with me here. I don't think that he is. And that's four transfer windows on the bounce. And you've got to ask yourself, how much have we improved, including this one, in the last four transfer windows? Um, And I think most of us would say we haven't. That's the issue. You look at the treble win inside the crux of which last season was already in place before last season. Uh, you you, You might throw Moy into that that equation. You might throw Alistair Johnson into that team. Uh, but the crux of that team, the, the majority of the team was already in place. So yeah, these are the issues. They're not going to be they're not going to be resolved in the next uh, four days with a magic wand, Kev. But we'll see where we are on the first of February. And no doubt uh, we'll be unhappy if nobody else comes in. Um 
there we there we have it. We won today. We're still top of the league. We get it. The other scores in the league today were St Mirren nil, Rangers one, um, Hartland and Lothian two, Aberdeen nil. Shankland gets his obligatory uh, goal. Kilmarnock two, Hibs two, Livingston one, Dundee four. Livy are going down, and I won't shed a tear. St Johnson one, Motherwell one. That's where we are, and we will move on. We'll be back on Monday as usual at twelve thirty. And unless the winds pick up again, I'll be doing my wander around paradise as well. This week, didn't get out due to the weather conditions, but we did put up a video uh, with Johan Mialbe, very enjoyable, where he talks about the 2012 victory over Barcelona. Seems a, a long time ago, that victory. Uh, go and have a wee watch of it. He speaks about Wanyama, Watt, Fraser Forster, and of course, Neil Lennon. Thank you, every single one of you, 1,200 strong on the post-match. Oh, go away and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, all that's left for me to say thank you once again, Kevin McCluskey, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.